Hey guys and welcome back to the Rev4 Unplugged podcast. Today we're joined by expert recruiter uh, Lucia. Thank you. And today we're going to be talking all through careers advice, questions and answers. But before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a like, subscribe, leave any questions or comments for Lucia down in the box below. So welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me guys. You're so welcome. How are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Thanks for asking. Um, so today we're talking about careers advice and basically what I've done is gone onto an online forum which was the student room if anyone wants to check it out and I've literally pulled out people's career questions and I thought who better to answer them than recruitment experts (laughs) over here okay so the first one is I'm applying for a job sorry I'm applying for job roles which require previous experience however how am I supposed to get the experience if I'm not given the chance so I think there's other ways of getting experience other than actually going in and working somewhere. So a lot of, and this is this mm-hmm. is a battle that we have with most employers anyway. So you go to them and they say, um, I want somebody who's not got 10 years experience, who's got a little bit of experience in the industry. Yeah. Now, you either do have experience or you, or you kind of don't. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I mean, depending on what your age is, uh, there's loads of opportunities out there for traineeships. There's loads of apprenticeships. That not only um, helps develop you in terms of your work experience. So if you're young enough, I can check. What I'll do is I'll check the the ages and on all those, and I'll put mm-hmm. some links. I'll send some links for you to put on. But the traineeships, I think you can actually be up to a certain age, and you can go and do it as work experience. So you're actually doing three or four days a week, for example, doing the trainee, doing the work experience. Sorry, within a company. So say for mm-hmm. example, Red Forum Plugged, and then one day a week you'd actually be in the um, in the in the school or in the what the, the academy whatever it may be actually doing the the theory side of things mm-hmm. so there's that there's that part that you can do depending on age i think it's dependent on age and then mm-hmm. i think apprenticeships then opens up to to so much more so an apprenticeship yeah. you can be yes on a lower wage but if you really really need experience to get into that job then there is an opportunity for you to go on an apprentice apprentice wage you get to do the qualifications and get on the job experience. The employer also, at the moment, gets an incentive of up to £4,000 depending, so it actually is mutually beneficial for both the employer and the employee. So you could do that. Um, There's loads of courses out there that you can do. So, for example, if I wanted to go into, let's say, marketing, and Mm -hmm. I have no marketing experience at all, you could say, right, I'm going to do some qualifications that allow me to get experience within the industry maybe not exactly in the in the in the world of work but in the theory side of things um you could try and go and do a bit of freelance work and just throw stuff out there maybe if you've got some close friends that have got their own businesses or if you know anybody in your family or anyone like that that wants somebody to do it but not go to a big agency it's something that you could try and help and support with so there is ways that you can get experience you just kind of have to think outside the box um and also, if you're going into interviews and they're saying, you know, we need someone with experience, you can be really transparent with them and say, I know I don't have the experience that maybe you're looking for, but I have got experience doing this qualification, that qualification. I'm looking to do this. I want to continue my professional mm-hmm. development. There's loads that you can you can say to sell how good you are without having a wealth of, of industry knowledge or work experience in that industry. So. I feel like you've definitely answered that one there. That was quite a long one. No, I feel like you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. You don't have to. You can go and, um, you know, do these extra qualifications or whatever you need to do. And as well as that, I mean, I know you hear a lot of employers say, well, 
or, or family always say, don't they? Well, just go and get yourself in the company that you want to work for. Get your foot in the door and work your way up. That is another way of doing it. And that and that is fine. You know, I actually started off with my employer in one team mm-hmm. and almost got... Um, I was going to say scouted, I suppose that's not the right word, isn't it? <laughs> that sounds like I'm playing football. Like moved. Um, but I across. moved and developed across into a totally different role within the same group of companies. So if you've got an employer who's looking to find somebody that's got um, skills that can be moved across all sorts of different industries or whatever it may be, it's an opportunity for you if your employer can do that and is willing to do that and is open to do it, um, then that would be something as well. But I find that is hit and miss i think you're lucky if you get an opportunity to move across different yeah. uh, different departments especially if you're in a bigger organization a smaller organization much easier to do that big organization it's really really difficult because there's so many teams there's so many staff managing all those people it's just easier in most companies which is a shame to keep everyone in their own box and just let them do yeah, what they need to do absolutely um so unless you really really push it it's difficult to sometimes to move um, through different departments, departments just, yeah. just because you're interested in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thanks for that one. Moving on to our second one, we've got, I have now lost count for the amount of jobs I have applied for and either not heard back or have been declined. It's starting to get me down. What would your advice be? Something's not right. Something's not right with either your application process or your CV. Um, and that's something that is going to be really, really difficult, but there's people out there. Recruiters can help. I know people always think, you know, recruiters are just there to to make money and and to turn staff over and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is predominantly what they need to do. But also, if they have a candidate that they think is an epic candidate with a horrendous CV, yeah. which by the way, you don't always get taught to write a CV, so don't beat yourself up if you're you go to somebody who's going to give you support on a CV and they say this is horrendous because it's not something. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, we got told how to write a personal statement for university that was it we weren't told how to do a cv yeah. now for me if you don't want to go to university a personal statement isn't going to get you anywhere it's mm-hmm. just a paragraph that you put at the top of your personal profile on your cv but doesn't actually give you a breakdown of how you should format it and yeah so i think it's it can be sort of a multitude of different things i'd say it's the application how you're posing yourself to prospective employer in the application process um, so maybe switch your CV up. We've got loads of free CV templates on Lacuna website, the Lacuna website. So have a look on there. You can download them for free and you can see things like um, how to format your CV, what to include on there, how many bullet points. And we've already gone through it on mm-hmm. uh, on another podcast, but don't exhaust. If your CV is six pages long, you know, that's ridiculous. It's way too long. Yeah, too much info, isn't it? Yeah. So make it to the point, make it concise make it interesting you know if you if you do put a cover letter in don't just put the same usual to whom it may concern i'd like to apply for this job because i work well on the team individually yeah it's not interesting doesn't make you stand, doesn't make out. You stand out from the crowd and that's what your job is to do your job is to make sure that you're better than the next employee that the next uh, candidate that they're going to look at so mm-hmm. i think it's just about finding what's different about you and and take time doing your cv as yeah. well it can be really really difficult get other people to read over your CV, you know, and also understand at what, what stage in the process are you getting knocked back? Is it just when you're putting your application in? Is it that you're putting your application and you're not hearing back? Um, I suppose that's the same thing, actually. Yeah. Um, is it that you're getting into an interview and you're not then getting to the next stage? Yeah, then what so part is it? It all depends, really. Um, if you get into an interview and you're not getting 
listen actually do listen to their feedback if you're recruit if you, especially if you're going through a recruitment agency nine times out of ten they're going to be as honest as they can with you and say listen the reason why you haven't is because um they were really concerned about the fact that you don't drive and it's a two-hour train journey there and back or i don't know whatever there's all sorts of, of reasons why um they might you know feel that they don't want to take you on they might feel like they're not confident in the travel or whatever it may be mm-hmm. when you go into that interview if you've heard feedback of that once change the feedback and if it's something negative change it into something positive if you know that you've got a two-hour journey and you don't drive and you need to use um public transport forecast that the employee is going to ask that forecast what their feelings and their negative thoughts towards it might be and say i understand that there's a two-hour journey and i get public transport although i'm I am working towards getting this, uh, my, my drive-in test yeah. or um, whatever it may be, or, or I'm used to this, it's not an issue for me, I'm an early bird anyway, or, you know, do you offer a hybrid system, is there an opportunity for me to work from home, um, you know, even two days a week, one day a week, and then mm-hmm. it gives me an opportunity to, to vary my hours. There's, there's all sorts of different things that you can do, yeah. and especially after the year we've had after the pandemic, employers really need to be moulding um, and adapting to what their employees want to do that that's my opinion I don't mm-hmm. I think it I think it makes two to tango and I think to have a really really good strong workforce you should have both parties doing what they can to try and make it as best fit as possible um obviously still ensuring that as an employee you've got to do what your employer asks for um but I think if you can make a couple of adjustments between the two of you then yeah. that's great um at the interview stage I think forecast what their feelings and thoughts might be and, and try and flip it on its head love that nice one our next one we've got should i email thank you after an email where the job roles basically they've been knocked back like a decline would you reply and and put a thank you in there i would just just out of common courtesy we're all in a human i think it's nice to for somebody to say thank you and suppose it remind like they say that the employer might think oh that's actually quite nice yeah no one does that i i think it's quite nice for somebody to you know if you've been knocked back it, it is difficult i don't think it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. whether you say thank you or not i think it makes more of a difference if you don't say thank you yeah because we're all sort of we all want the same thing which is you want a job and an employer wants to hire a person they've got a gap so that it it's a perfect yeah. match um but i think yeah I think it's nice it's to just say a thank you. Pleasant thing to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's just a standard thing anywhere. I think if you didn't say thank you, I, I wouldn't be best yeah. pleased. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, where where do you start when writing a cover letter? Is the next one. Um, so cover letters are funny, really. Um, if you're going through a, rec- a recruiter, I'd say they're probably not as interested in a cover letter as mm-hmm. maybe a hiring manager at, at an organisation that aren't using a recruitment agency. Um, some people really like the idea of a cover letter. Um, now for me. I if I see cover letter is the same as everyone else's, why mm-hmm. should I read it? Why should I take yeah. my time and read it? Your opportunity here is imagine you're doing some personal business development. You know, you wouldn't go to um I don't know, to a prospective client and, and just write them a crappy letter just mm-hmm. saying, Hi, just, you know, check this out. You'd want to give them a reason to actually get on board. Um so you've got to put something in there that makes them go, Do you know what, I actually want to read this C V. Yeah, and actually nine times out of ten they're gonna read your C V anyway if you if the cover's letter if the cover letter is there or not. But I think if you are going to put something in there, put something interesting about you in there, um, or interesting about why you think you're a good fit for the job. Yeah. So not just I think this job sounds great, it's convenient because it's ten minutes down the road. Well that's not gonna that doesn't not gonna bother them, is it? No. It's it's you know, some people 
love the idea of working at Whitfield Business Hub because it's a dog friendly office and guess what I've got dogs and sometimes it's a nightmare getting into work without the dogs or you know just something different something maybe relatively conversational but still mm-hmm. keep it quite formal yeah um you could no, always good. a lot of people put to whom it may concern well actually you should know who it is that's concerned so really if you do your research into the company and and don't be wrong you're not always going to know the answer to that what you could do is um you could go on to their company website for example so Mm -hmm. let's just say you could go on to let's use red forum plugs again as an example and char was the hiring manager if you did your research and went Mm -hmm. onto their website you could say um to the attention for the attention of charlotte garland and what you said (laughs) charlotte you could just call me the legend yeah to the the legend that is the queen of unplugged um but you could put something and make it personal personalized so that whoever sees it they could say actually charlotte somebody's actually got a letter for you here and pass it on and it might not make a huge difference but personalize it little touches yeah personalize it put something interesting on there you know try not to make it dull like everyone else's because it's just not going to get read and it's a waste of your time Love that. Yeah. Our next one is what questions should you always be prepared to answer in an interview? So it depends on what field you go into. If you're a doctor or you're going into sort of a professional field, then I suppose the questions that you're answering are going to be different and they're going to be more skilled towards that industry mm-hmm. that you're going into. Let's focus on all the other ones so it's a less of a niche question. You should be prepared to answer every single question that the interviewer throws at you and whatever that may be. Um some people, some employers may ask the standard questions, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Answer honestly. I got asked that in my interview way back when I first started in this whole group of companies. One of the first questions I got asked is where do you see yourself in five years? And I hate that question. And mm-hmm. I've actually had this conversation with you outside of doing this podcast. Yeah. I have a real issue with that question because I don't know where I see myself in five minutes and actually I may get loads of hate for this but I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I like to take each day as it comes and yes I like to have goals and sometimes have plans in place but my goals I'm happy for those goals to move and the goal goal post to change within that and I think it's important that um, I suppose I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here but I think it's important that we are able to move and adapt. So where do I see myself in five years is, is a question that is a little Can't bit really difficult answer. to answer yeah. and it, it, it depends some people might go do you know what in five years time I see myself living in London doing this job working in this environment and in this much money and do you know what that's great and that's fine I think again it depends on what profession you're in um so my answer to that is be prepared for every single thing that they're going to ask you do your research into their company check out their social media check out their LinkedIn see what their culture's like see what the people are like do research into the company so when they go in and ask potentially a question, you know, what do you know about our company, you can actually answer the question. Yeah. Instead of being like, um, um, I know that you do podcasts and that's about it. Well, actually, we do loads more than that and, yeah. and this is what you should know about. So I think you should be prepared to... If you're not prepared going into that, you're going to struggle answering the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, an interview is just an opportunity for the employee and employer to get to know each other um, and decide if they think they're compatible I know yeah. that sounds like it's a relationship, but it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It's an em- employer-employee business candidate sort of relationship. Yeah, and we're trying absolutely. to find that perfect fit. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my answer to that one. Well, thanks Which for joining us. a little bit long-winded. Got there eventually. No, thanks for joining us. I feel like you've definitely answered those questions. Um, if anyone, in fact, has any more yeah. career or any kind of anything to do with recruitment, any questions, 
Lucia is your gal. So pop those below in the box and Lucia will answer those for you. But thanks yeah. for joining us. And I'll, I'll pop some links up as well. I'll send yeah. some over to, to Charlotte and she can pop some up. So Yeah, definitely. So go and check those links. out. They'll be below now. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for oh, having it's me, a pleasure. Charlotte. You're welcome. Thank you, um, And thank you to, watch, to you guys who are watching this at home. Remember, please give us a like, subscribe and a little follow. Um, but we will catch you in our next podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye.